Hello, welcome to Those Vicar Blokes. I'm Dave. Dave Coaches. Dave Coaches, yeah. And I'm uh, Howell. I don't, I'm not a coaches. Howell, that Welsh bloke. That Welsh bloke, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that Welsh bloke. And on today's... That strange Welsh bloke. I'm <sighs> not that... St- anyway, That yeah. geeky Welsh bloke. That geeky, I've, yeah, that no, we, we are getting there now, aren't we? I, I'm quite happy with Dave Coaches once we <laughs> start getting yours lined up. What would be like, how old the, how old the nerdy vicar? Yeah, oh yeah. How old the nerdy vicar? Okay, we'll yeah. do that one then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we are. We've, we've, got, uh, we've got a proper intro for you. There we go. So, we'll start again then, right? So, hello, I'm Howell the Nerdy Bloke. Yeah, and I'm Dave Coaches. Thank you, or the Nerdy Vicar. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, the news. So what's in the, the news? news? Yeah, we're going to talk about Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Yeah, he's in the news. And we're going to be talking about what are the fundamentals of the Christian faith. So we'll be talking about The Mandalorian. I try and educate Dave on Star Wars. Star Wars, that yeah. That was painful, yeah. that was. Uh, yeah. And how we are given a purpose in life by God. And what's the last thing? The, our purpose this? in life is to watch Star Wars. No. Well, that's how you live yours out, isn't it? <laughs> Watching Star Wars. Anyway, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. Right. That's not where we go. Don't worry, people. Don't worry. Um, and then we're going to watch the Vinland Saga. No, I've watched the Vinland You've Saga. You've watched the Vinland We're going to talk about the Vinland Saga. And we're then, then I'm going to task you to watch Consent on ITV Hub. Yeah, and Vinland Saga is an awesome anime. It's an awesome but terribly violent anime. Yeah, an anime if you don't know is a Japanese animation style. It's a cartoon but it's, it's definitely not, not for children. It's not a cartoon it's an animation thing. With Anyway, it's an animation. So I might actually get uh, Martin the editor to put in some of the uh, music from it. Some of the wow! I never agreed the music last time. It was a shock to me when I listened to it back and heard that there was some sort of rock music, st- metal going on in the thing, and then some other weird music all over the place. So, yeah. <sighs> okay. My apologies if that came to a shock to, as a shock to you as well, but I assure you it was a shock to me. All right. So hold tight, and we'll have the the really good. Yeah. Intro. Here comes the music. Brace yourselves, people. Welcome to the second edition of Those Vicar Blokes. So I'm here with Dave. Hello. Uh, uh, yeah, you meant to say hello. Yeah, hello. Hello. Right. Hello to those at home. Hello to Hal. All right, thanks. Yeah, so what have you been up to this weekend then, Dave? Just gone? Uh, weekend just gone. Had a quiet weekend. Lots of service, obviously. But um, yeah, went to watch the Rovers, the beloved Bristol Rovers at home. Um, and they managed to draw, which is a lot better than I've seen of late. At home games, so that was nice. But do you like the you like the football then? Do you? Yeah, I do like the yeah yeah. I've, I'm a Bristol Rovers season ticket holder. But those of you listening that that you don't let that put you off, um, please do continue to listen, subscribe, and all of that. Well, to Bristol Rovers, like no, yeah. no, to us, to us. Ignore the fact I'm a Rovers fan <laughs> if that doesn't suit you. Okay, fair um, enough. <laughs> and be forgiven. In, in your attitude, be merciful to Bristol Rovers fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we need all the all the love and sympathy we can get at the moment. So that'd be good. <laughs> okay, 
Um, and um, yeah, I went to. I had a recommendation actually from the Westerly Pilgrims own group. I was at that last week, and they said that uh, one of them said she went to see a film called Cocaine Bear. And she said it was brilliant. It was the cocaine bear. Cocaine bear, yeah. Paddington, um, exploring county lines or something, is it? No, it's it's a film about right. It is possibly the dumbest film I've seen for a long time. It's about a bear where well, sorry, it's about this guy who chucks all this cocaine out of a plane, right? And this cocaine, this bear finds it in a forest, right, and eats all the cocaine and goes mad and kills people. Oh, I saw that advertised, yeah. And it it does this thing with its eyes, doesn't it? We'll we'll explore the thing with the eyes when we talk about those cartoons you made me watch this week. Oh, yeah. Well, the cocaine bear, basically, it it sort of, it just goes on a rampage. It is the dumbest and most ridiculous film ever. I, I gave it a three out of five because it was so dumb it was funny. My wife gave it a one out of five because it was just so damn, it was just dumb. But the Westerly Pilgrims enjoyed it. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, About two of them went to see it. Clearly, we've got some work to do with them. Well, I tell you, they're great, they are. They're always good with film recommendations, really. You know, older women sat there as a group laughing their head off at all this blood and guts. That's quite funny, Mm. really, yeah. Well, we'll talk about blood and guts when we talk about these cartoons you made me watch as well. (laughs) It's good, they're not cartoons, animes. Anyway, in the news, in the news, what's in the news this week then, Dave? Well, dominating the news headlines, we've got Gary Lineker, who uh, apparently should be sacked from the BBC because uh, he holds an opinion that he dared to express on Twitter. So what's his opinion then? His opinion is that some of the rhetoric used by the government is in line with the rhetoric used by um, early 1930s Germany. Oh, well, what rhetoric about what though? Um, rhetoric about the way that we talk about uh, immigrants um, mainly is his calls for concern because that stems off the back of the fact that... Uh, that we've got a new immigration policy announced where we basically say no to everybody. I, I can't get my head around that, though, because like, well, well, let's deal with Gary Lineker first, I suppose. He is massively annoying and smug, though, I've got to be honest. But on this, I kind of grudgingly kind of agreed with him, which annoyed me because I did see a bit of it. And I thought, oh, but usually he does annoy me. But I don't, I don't really like football. so. But he is a football bloke. He's nothing to do with reporting the news or anything, is he? He's just... Well, he's nothing to do with reporting the news. So on, on the one hand, has he really done anything wrong because he hasn't expressed his opinion on the BBC, um, but he has expressed it to his football-following fans on Twitter. Um, but he's just... he's. But that's the thing. He's not actually talking about... Anything he talks about on the BBC, he's just doing no. it as a private no. citizen. This really, is, I, you know, I am a citizen of of the country, and and I should be free to say what I want to say, and that may or may not be in alignment with his contract with the BBC. But it'd be the same with us if we put what we wanted to put on on this podcast, like we'll get canned for what we say on you, I suppose. Well, potentially we could if if what we said was not in agreement with what our employer thought we should say um but we do call it those vicar blokes and therefore we're promoting it perhaps as something um niche yeah i suppose 
Well, I think he should have the right to say what he wants to say, in, in essence. I, I don't disagree with that. I think the bigger problem, to be fair, is people who then misquote what he said. Because what they say he said was that he called the Tory party Nazis. And at no point did he use the word Nazi. He only said that some of the rhetoric that is coming out this week has strong links to the rhetoric that was used in early 1930s Germany. And it stems beyond that, really. Um, When I looked at the nuance of it this week, because I was away on a a training course and you got to spend your evenings doing something. When I looked at the nuance of it, it was a case that lots of the government policy has been akin to what was there. And the most frightening thing for me is the fact that they want to leave the European Convention on Human Rights. And and Germany left a Convention on Human Rights in 1934. Um, and we know where it went afterwards. Well, that was the so League there's Nations. a danger. That yeah. was the League of Nations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, it, you know, we have to be aware that there are consequences to every action beyond the one that's immediately evident. So it's all very well to say the only way to stop the small boats is by leaving the European Convention on Human Rights, but we have to recognise that there's a massive weight behind that that will affect all of us. It won't only do that. It will give people licence and liberty um, to remove our liberties because we're no longer we've no longer got the oversight but that's always been the case or what we did with the so i remember being really worried about the kind of anti-terrorism stuff they brought in after 9-11 and stuff like that where people could prevent stuff yeah because you can you can actually imprison someone now without trial for like i think it's about almost like four or five weeks or something while they investigate things because they wanted to solve a what they saw as a specific issue, but then that actually gave the government a huge amount of power that they didn't have before. And it's the same problem all the time, is rather than looking at the issue in the round, what they're doing is they're passing laws to solve specific issues, but then what the consequences of those legal changes will be, nobody knows. And no. the thing is, if you if we don't have fundamental human rights laid out by Magna Carta and things like that, then that then we don't live in a free society. No. And I think maybe although I, he does irritate me, um, especially what he says about the church and stuff or, or Gary Lineker. Um I don't know that I've ever heard him say much about the church. Oh occasionally. Maybe yeah. I've just not tuned into it. Well I, I Maybe because I only actually watch him on Match of the Day on a well, I don't, on I don't a like, Saturday night or or Sunday morning trying to rush it in before I go to church, then maybe um, he doesn't say it there. And, and no, no, I've not says it on really Twitter engaged in Twitter until fairly recently. Oh, this um, was years ago. That, but I think I think the other thing with the uh, small boat thing is because we're working with uh, the Ukrainian guests at the moment. We're mm. putting on a, a family club for them in a couple of weeks, and we had a, a really lovely uh, commemoration service uh, a week last Friday, yeah. and that was really good. Um, good. So we're involved in that sort of side of things. But it is, even on the little that I know about on the ground, where we have people in hotels, left, right, yeah. centre, the whole thing is just a complete mess. That's my take on it, really, is 
it's just a complete mess. It is a complete mess that needs a longer term solution and some and some serious deep thought about it before we take knee jerk reactions and and only look at um, short term solutions that. May have longer term implications, but it's the same thing we looked at last week, though, with um, uh, Hancock. In it is, it's the the system they work in is basically complete chaos and completely toxic. So it just throws out all this nonsense all the time, and nothing ever actually happens because the environment they're working in is just toxic. And I I think this is just another symptom of. That deeper uh, problem. I th- I, think, I think part of the problem is, and 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 the more I the more I watch it, the more the more I'm convinced it's the case, is that it's not a case of right and wrong or what's best for people. It's what what will win us the next election. That's why I don't watch the news. And and that's yeah. I, that's I, why I don't watch I, the news. I'm, I'm starting to think there's some real good sense in that. Um, but yeah, what will win us the next election is not what they're employed to do. They're employed to make the country better. And if they make the country better, they'll win the next election. If if let's let's just see some progress and and make the country better, and then we. You'll you'll win. I'll I'll finish with this bit. Is is quite. I mean, I'll give you another watch to to watch. Right. Oh, it's my uh, turn. I'm not going to watch oh, any more cartoons this week. All right. Yeah. Well, it's not a cartoon thing. It's a program. I think you'd be on YouTube from years and years ago. It's an Adam Curtis thing called the Trap. And I remember him in, in one of the things he was talking about on this documentary. I think it's from the late noughties or something. And what he said was is that how politics has gone now is it's driven by focus groups and public opinion. So what he said was, is that this half started in America, is that I wouldn't be surprised that somewhere or other there's a focus group somewhere that said that this should be a good thing. Yeah. So they're just doing what the focus group says. Yeah, probably. That, yeah, I, I can see that being a reality. And rather than actually doing it properly. Well, there we are. That's uh, old Gary. So, uh, on our next segment, we'll be talking about the fundamentals of the Christian faith. So, thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes. And I didn't just wipe up the whole podcast. No, no, we thought you did, but you didn't. It's all right. That's all right. So, please subscribe to us by clicking the subscribe button or the follow button. We're on Stitcher. Apple, Google Podcasts now, and Spotify. Yeah, I think we're on the uh, we're on the Yate and Froomside websites as well. If, if, well, if in y- doubt, oh yeah, search us out. Yeah, we'll be on the on the website, so we should send them around as an email. Eventually, we're going to be that big that you could just type those Vicar blokes into Google, and we'll be the top hit. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. So we're going to continue with our question from last time, which is... The what... fundamental of the Christian faith. Yeah, that's yeah. a small question, is that? Yeah. So we're going to break it up into bits. And I was watching The, the Mandalorian the other day. It's the Star I've Wars. not seen it. Interestingly, I, I caught a coach yesterday, and the people in front of me were very enthusiastic about The Mandalorian. And, um, and they were talking 
quite happily about it until they realised that the the bus we were waiting for was late, and then they started to worry they were going to miss their flight and all all that sort of thing. So I was able to do my geeky bit as a bus spotter and show them exactly where the bus was on on the map um, to to reassure them. But they were they were enthusiastic. They were so involved in the Mandalorian that they forgot they had a flight to catch. It, the Mandalorian is brilliant. It's it's the only good Star Wars series that's yeah. Been that's what they out. said as well. The rest of them are just. They they did one, the book of Boba Fett, right? And it was so bad that the only episodes which were good were the ones with the Mandalorian in. Right. So he had his own show, Boba Fett, and it was rubbish, except when another character was in it. But I was going to say about the Mandalorian is there's race of people, and they wear helmets like Boba Fett did in uh, in Star Wars. I'm not really geeky enough for Star Wars, so you know you you're um... you must know who Boba Fett is no. He's the bounty hunter who, who captures Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. I've seen Empire Strikes Back. The bloke. And the, I've seen Return of the Jedi. The and bloke, I've seen the first. The bloke who's got the big rocket pack on his back. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. Anyway, the Mandalorians are this race who come from the. Don't look at me like you're trying to educate pork. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it, anyway, the Mandalorians, right, are this race, and they are—they've got the creed that they follow, right? And yeah. That's what gives them meaning. So they say, "This is the way. This is the way." And it made me think about Christianity because the earliest um, reference Christianity is not that we were Christians; we were followers of the way. Followers of the way, yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. comes from that. And basically, they're a, a race of people whose planet has been destroyed by the Empire, and now they're thrown all over the galaxy, these survivors. But they maintain their identity by the creed and by following the way. And the last, um, the last episode, uh, the Mandalorian had to redeem himself by going to Mandalore, which is all like destroyed and stuff, and being bathed in the waters of Mandalore, in the mines of Mandalore. So basically, you had to get baptised. Right, okay. It was really weird. But I think what that shows us is what Christianity does in the fundamentals of our faith is it gives us a way to follow and a creed to follow that's been part of people's lives for... Yeah, but people years. don't follow the creed, do they? They just recite it. They don't follow it. Well, Oh, that was controversial. It was a bit, yeah. Yeah. But do you think, or what do you think that having a template to run your life is useful? That's what I'm saying. I would say, yeah, definitely useful. Um, you have to be able to understand some of the steps of that template, though. You know, it's in some ways what what we've got is more like the diagrams you get when you're going to build a bit of IKEA flat pack furniture. Yeah. If you get it right, it will make sense, and you end up with something that's in the shape that it's meant to be and does the job it's meant to do. Um, if you don't understand what that picture is really meant to tell you, you end up getting it wrong, and it ends up being a broken bit of furniture um, that you take back to IKEA and get your money back. Yeah. Um, you know, and you and you never darken the plate, the door of the place again. <laughs> I've got a PhD in IKEA furniture. I bought so much over the years, but I know what you mean. Is that you, you've got to have a set of. I think. I think what we're told in in society now is that anybody can be anything they want to be, 
which is a lie because I can't be a winger for Wales. I can't play on the wing for Wales because I'm not fast enough, I'm not big enough. I can't do it, but I really wanted to, but I can't. I can't be anything I want to be. I, do you know, I you could know. never be a winger for Wales. Yeah, you could be the name no, of I, I do. I do have the heritage for it, but um, I don't like running. <laughs> um, I, I tried it once and decided it wasn't for me. Uh, so it's never been a desire of mine to... Uh, to be a to be anything on a rugby field. No, but you can't. Do you know what I mean? Is it we're told now? Like my kids are told in school and yours as well. Is it you can be anything you want to be? And I think that's well, yeah. actually a destructive well, message. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this this morning because she's just um, filled out uh, one of their um, educational healthcare plan bits from the parent perspective. Oh yeah, and. We've got a problem at the moment. So he goes to a, a specialist setting. He's got global development delay. Um, but he comes home and says they tell him that he could be a policeman. Well, actually, he can. It's never going to happen. His chances of sitting any exams come the end of, of his schooling journey are slim to none. So he can't. he's never going to be a policeman. The police force are never going to lower their no. their standards to say people with special educational needs are able to fulfil the role, and we wouldn't want that as a society. It would be a disaster. It would, yeah, mayhem. It would be absolute mayhem. Um, so I would prefer they were honest. Yeah. And they said, "Well, let's look at things that you might be able to achieve. Let's not be unrealistically aspirational and sometimes it's good to stretch your ambition don't get me wrong it's good to stretch your ambition um but i'm not going to leave here today and all of a sudden be a rocket scientist by tomorrow no um you know that's never going to happen because i haven't got the intelligence for it and we have to accept that we all have limitations um, but we're all create. I think this is the thing. Is is we've gone off track. Well, well we are. No, we are. Because I think it's to do with that. Is like my son picked up the same thing when he was in. One of his mates was uh, a lad who had special educational needs. Who was in in his class. Yeah. And he really wanted to be a bus driver. Believe it or not. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. He could probably do that. No, he couldn't because it was a physical thing. So it, it, the issue he had was a physical issue. So oh, he couldn't right. be a bus driver. But his teacher said, oh, yeah, you can be a bus driver. And he was in, like, year six. And all the kids in the class went, no, that's not going to happen. And, yeah. But I think th- what I'm trying to say is having a template to follow is a good thing because what we've got there is rather than saying you can be anything you want to be, which is a lie, yeah. you say you can be the person who you were created to be, Yeah. right? And you can find your identity in that. And find your identity in the community rather than as an individual. So what you're really saying is there's a, a massive divide between living out the calling that God's given you and um, career ambition. Sometimes, yeah, not always, and not always, but but in this, in lots of cases, that's. Well, it was fundamental different. to me. I remember probably saying is. I once met the old Archbishop of York, the one before Sentinel. I forgot his name. Hope or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can't remember. Anyway, he came into my room. So don't I... hold it against us. No, it's fine, yeah. We're no, in the southern province. Well, he was my Archbishop at the time. No, but I, I never came... lived up north, so it doesn't matter to me. Well, he came into my room, right, when I was a student in Murfield. And this bloke said, he said, oh, you're a, a, a student in his natural habitat. And I was writing this essay. 
and it was like Christmas time. I was really annoyed because I just couldn't get anywhere with this essay. He said, so what are you doing now? And they were so like patronising these people, right? Not, is this well, why you were training for the ministry? This is why I was training for oh, the so ministry. Oh, so you should have known who it was then. Well, sort of, yeah. Sh- yeah, yeah. He was only your archbishop at the time. But yeah, he was. But he, he was in the background. This other guy was talking to me, right? Uh, and he said, so what, what are you doing then? And I started writing this pointless essay on, on, on Islam. And he went, what? And he went, I said, yeah, it's just really annoying. And he went, and I could see my principal going, like, face-palming, going, oh, God, not this guy, you know. Yeah. And then he said, he goes, a very short career in the Church of England for you. And I said, and I was really annoyed because my paper had just come out from Nature, right, yeah. from when I was in, in the lab. So I just got published in Nature. And I turned around to him and I said, well, I said, I flushed my career down the toilet to do this instead, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then the Archbishop of York laughed. Yeah, and then he came to Murphy about six months later, and they said, "This is Howell." And he went, "Yeah, you're the bloke who flushed his career down the yeah. toilet." Yeah, but that's absolutely. important. I thought is that I was called to flush my. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it is opposite. So, I think what we're trying to say is that this idea trying. Try what we're saying, this idea that saying that we can be anything we want to be, isn't true. But what God calls us to do is to find the purpose that he has given to us. Yeah. Find the way. To, to, yeah. to, and, and in to, following the way. It's funny. It's funny because because we have this process of discernment. And what we mean by that is we're trying to work out whether people are called to um, some form of licensed ministry or ordained ministry. But actually, we should all go through a process of discernment all of the time repeatedly to try and work out what it is that God's saying to us this day how should I be acting this day what should I be doing and actually in the in the in the longer scheme of things what is it God's calling me to do in the world and how do I live out that my faith because we always think that it's only vicars that have a vocation or have a ministry well everyone has a ministry and yeah, what we need, hopefully, we've got it better this week. But what we could have done last week with is somebody who had a ministry for setting up our microphones, right? Yeah, we could have had a ministry yeah. for setting and, up our and, microphones. You know, let's not undervalue the fact that some people are called to be podcasters and we might not be. But we'll, we'll work that out over time. Are you saying hopefully this week it wouldn't sound like we've been like trapped in a weenie bin or something? Yeah, like yeah. So, it, yeah. Shout, shouting out from the bottom of a cave somewhere. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, it was a bit bad. But yeah, you're right, is each of us has a ministry and that ministry could be to be a father, to be a mother, to be a friend, to be a visitor, to be anything really. Yeah. It depends and following the way is to find out who we are called to be. Because fundamentally we're called to be the people God created us to be. And how we find that is by following that following the way, following the template that God has given us. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that the alternative we're told today is you can be who you want to be, you can do what you want to do. That doesn't actually give freedom. That actually brings paralysis and depression. Because what happens is when our dreams don't come true, the only person left is to blame, to blame is, is ourselves. Yeah. And I think God gives us a deeper freedom in following the way and being part of a community that's... Yeah, you know. I, th- I think I'd go so far as to say that 
um, we use measures of success that are completely wrong. Yeah. And, and and God wants us to turn around what, what our measure of success is. And success doesn't mean that you have to have the big house and the flash car and the and, and and the job that pays loads and loads and loads of money, you know. Not everybody can earn as much as us, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember once I got yeah. um, when I got my pay slip about six years ago and I was actually paid more that day than I was when I was in the in the as a geneticist. So yeah, I just, well, you know. uh, I'm 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 not on any more money than I would be if I was still a bus driver in some ways. Yeah. Although I, you know, yeah, I get a free house, so I mustn't grumble. But I think at the same time, I could testify that in following the way as best I can, they are. I have a deeper sense of freedom than I ever had uh, before, and I I find it immensely joyful in being able to follow something which I have a deep relationship with God and with the people around me. And I think that's the source of great joy. Yeah. So I think we had a go at doing that one. Um, maybe we went off on a bit we of had a fight. A bit. Yeah, we had a go. We went on a tangent, but you know, but there we go. get used to it. It'll probably happen every week. Yeah. <laughs> So next week we'll we'll tackle a different question. Yeah, if week. you want a question answered, don't forget to send it in, and we'll probably uh, skirt around it like we're a pair of politicians. But we didn't do it deliberately. No, that's thanks for that. So next time, in a minute, we're going to talk about Vinland Saga, an awesome anime. Uh, yeah. So, if you've not done so already, don't forget to click subscribe or follow or whatever it is on the platform you're listening to us on. And uh, you can hear more of us on a weekly basis. Yeah, so just, just click the follow thing. And we're also on our Yate and uh, Froomside websites as Parish well. websites, Parish yeah. websites. Might find us on their Facebook page, I don't know. We're, yeah, we're all over. There. Yeah, i there. And I checked yeah. it on the WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So I hope you're enjoying it, and now we're going to be... Talking. Even if you're not, you can click subscribe or follow. We might get better, <laughs> you never know. It might get better, it might get better, yeah. So... Vinland Saga. Uh, do you know what? I, I was tasked with watching the first two episodes, but where I went away for the week, uh, I had coach journeys there because I was too tight. To, no, I, well, actually, I was, I was claiming it on expenses, but I thought that I would save the parishes some money and I'd catch the coaches there um, and take a bit longer but save a load of money. So I had several hours on a coach. So I watched Vinland Saga and I'm up to episode nine of series one. So where you'd ask me to watch two episodes, I'm on episode nine. And I watched the first ten minutes and thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to watch this. Because it is so graphically violent <laughs> that it was completely out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to I'm gonna stick it out there. If you're a parent and your children are watching anime, I have to tell you, they are not cartoons. As much as you might think Tom and Jerry contains a lot of unnecessary violence, Vinland Saga and anime like it 
are so graphic. It's awesome, though, isn't it? it? Well, you'd never get away with it if it was real actors, would you? You wouldn't be able to do it. Well, that's why it's All anime. This, yeah. That's the yeah. point. It is um, drawings, yeah? Yeah, so it gets you to a point where you're watching something that is uncomfortable but compelling to watch. And the reason it's uncomfortable is because it's so real. That We're looking at, at historical events that are rooted in real histories. Um, Do you want to say what it is then? Well, so it's basically um, the uprising of the Vikings and 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 the communities that uh, that you know went uh, taking control of various places, and their best warrior decides that he's had enough of war, basically, so he runs away, and he sets up a community in Iceland and uh seeks to have a peaceful community um and and they're basically a bunch of farmers and stuff by by the time they get there and they think they're warriors because they know they're warriors of heritage but they're other than him they're basically a bunch of of wimps really yeah i'd like yeah. to say they're big tough farmers but and that might be the case but they're certainly not warriors no um and so he gets tracked down by uh, somebody in authority. I don't really know what it is, but he's a delegate and he really, um, and is sent to find this man who ran away when, when in, from the battle, as it were. And so he finds him and he convinces him that he needs to go and be a warrior again. And there's a, a threat, you know, there's a threat that sits in that, that his people that he's the leader of are going to be in significant risk of, of attack. Yeah, we're going to so enslave them, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And so in order to to save the people, he goes and they decide they're going to... He's got these, these boys that are the warriors. His son snuck onto the boat and he didn't know it at the time. Yeah, Thorfinn, um, yeah. Thorfinn, yeah. Yeah. And so, so Thor's son's on the on the boat with him, and he doesn't know that. And they go to the Faroe Islands where they're going to rest. And basically, Thor's is going to go on on his own. And and the old bloke, what's it? Life, Leaf, Leaf Erikson. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy who discovered America. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah. I never tied that in. That's why it's called Vinland because that's what the Vikings called America. Ah, right. Well, you're oh, see, man. you're much more tuned into this stuff <laughs> than me because. Because I watch the news, but you read the history. Yeah. Anyway, you know, we're different class because you're middle class and I'm working class. Moving swiftly on. Anyway, yeah, see how you <laughs> want to avoid that. Um, so so he's going to leave this guy to take back. But as they go into this area, they get trapped in there. And basically these pirates have been been employed um, by by the Danes, isn't it? That's the Danes, it. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to, to kill this guy. And then they'll get paid when they basically take his head in a very John the Baptist sort of style. I was trying to work out which biblical narrative it best fitted in. And it was a bit John the Baptist, you know, bring his head on a silver platter. And it was a bit um, wife of Uriah, well, Uriah, yeah. where David sends Uriah into to, to battle to, to be killed and as a deliberate act um, to have his way. And it was a little bit, you know, here's, here's your... 30 pieces of silver Judas type thing. Although, actually, that transaction was in the opposite direction. So. But you're doing all right. But the point is, yeah. it was, was basically Thor's, who's the guy who's the warrior who returns, 
he's killed by the pirates. He's killed by the pirates, and, like he, and he self-sacrificed himself. He does. And he knew it, yeah. and he did it deliberately, and he, he sacrificed himself to save everybody else on the boat and to save everybody else at home. That's right, um, and his son then thought well, of him. If I'd have stopped at the end of episode two, like was the instruction, that would be the end of it. But his son... Thorofin has, has witnessed this extreme violence and he stows away a, again on the boat which I can't really understand why why they didn't search for him before they went back Don't to their homeland. Yeah. Yeah, that's trouble, the overthinker. But so basically he then ends up following the pirates and and sort of joining them. I'm up to the point where he's he's fully joined them and he definitely wants to kill their leader because their leader has caused his dad to be killed. But he he's not getting a fair... Because this lad, he's like, what, seven, isn't he, at the start? Yeah, yeah I've reached yeah, the point yeah. where he's probably about 12 now and is, and is a phenomenal fighter um, and, you know, a proper, full-on, violent warrior. Because he's got the, he's got the, the knives, hasn't he? he yeah. Out, yeah, yeah, he's great. But I'm still expecting to reach the point where he does kill the other Ascalad, guy. Askeladd, yeah. Yeah, Askeladd. Askeladd's Welsh, that's a spoiler, so he, that's why he's so hard. Oh, uh, uh, right. So, you know, I, finish yeah. it off. You, you want to be careful saying things like that because he's a very dishonest man. So he is, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't tarnish all of the Welsh with being dishonest. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, but I think, though, the thing with Vinland is... The reason I the reason I ask you to watch it because what comes across because it is an extremely brutal environment, right? Yeah, is Thorfinn is obsessed with revenge, right? And the whole story oh, yeah, completely consumes him. Yeah, yeah, he completely consumed by, it. and his whole reason for survival is to get revenge. Is to kill Askeladd. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, somewhere in there, there's a bit of a moral compass because. He tried to save the two women who looked after him in in a bit um, of it, yeah. Where were we? We were in England at that point. Weren't yeah. We were in Northumberland. Well, I think um, the, the point of it, it really is that it's the point in our history in Britain, really, where because it is actually very historically yeah. accurate. Because I, I looked up a lot of the things. Is the point? Oh, of, you were pretending you just knew, but you had to look it up. Yeah, I yeah. This is like no. this is like you looking up acts again, isn't it? Oh. You had to look it up just to just to show that I was somehow. I did know that America was called Vinland. All right, yeah. yeah I did I know Lee Ferrickson was as well, but yeah. But basically, the reason I find it so fascinating is because this is the point in our history in the UK where we become a Christian cult, uh, culture, yeah. and we we're told in school, and we're told in our society that basically all human beings are just like us. And all cultures are just like us. And re- our morality and everything else is nothing to do with Christianity. It's just a kind of human default. Yeah. And Vinland Saga blows that out of the water. Because you see that Viking morality right, is all based on revenge. It's all based on uh, who can be the most powerful uh, person. Yeah, power and dominance. Power, dominance, revenge. It's, it's the ownership. Ownership. And what we have in Thor's, as you say, he self-sacrifices himself and in order to save those people, yeah. right, which is the Christian way. And all the way through this whole series is this conflict between Christian morality that Thor's yeah. has to be a man of peace, to sacrifice himself for the community, to give up power, to give up dominating people. right, And then the Viking morality 
which is the kind of global default, really, if we look at other cultures yeah. as well, which is all about being the most powerful person, dominating other people, rejoicing in having slaves, because they re- they rejoice in having slaves, because their attitude is, well, these guys are slaves because they're weaker than me. Yeah. And I have the right to do what I want with them and to kill them if I want, because I'm more powerful than them. And you see in Thorfinn how he's totally obsessed with revenge and how that destroys him as a person you know how it actually consumes him and yeah destroys he him. wouldn't see that at the point I, I don't know you've seen further of it than i have i'm sure um but at the point i'm at he doesn't see it as destroying him as a person he sees it as making him a man yeah um, and he's a little boy who wants to be a man um and because when he's a man he can he can take his revenge on Askeladd, and until then he's just going to get kicked around yeah but it's about how we under well exactly it's about how we understand what a man is, how to be a good man. Is it about revenge, dominance, control, toxic masculinity, what we call it today, or is it about giving up power for the good of the other person? Discipline, self control. Discipline, self control, all those Christian values. But what we have in, in Vinland is that a really good uh, depiction of that conflict that was in Britain a thousand years ago. Yeah. Between those two moral states, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Be- between Christianity and the Dane law, isn't it? As it as it was called. But I think But we've yeah, as it was called. But let's not pretend that we've moved as humanity very far away from you know Well, I don't believe in moral progress. The turn of so the last millennia. I don't believe um, in moral progress or so no. Uh, I don't think, I think human beings are human beings, no matter where we are. And I think that that conflict between our impulse to have power, to dominate, to control people, is what we see all the time. But what we have with Christianity is a kind of counterweight to that story that can kind of hold us back from the darker angels of our nature, really. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's something... It's interesting because when we look at things like infant baptism, you'll often hear that, well, yeah, but they haven't sinned, they're not sinners. But actually, deep within us, there is that that sin nature that, that even if they haven't yet, it's still an inevitability. Um, and we're, we're released from that uh, through through Christ. Yeah, I think that's the thing, is that we are kind of both good and evil. We're naturally good, yet we fall into evil. And I think that what we have to be, especially now it's Lent, is being careful of those temptations to go into the darker side of our nature, really. And I think that impulse for revenge and for dominance, particularly for revenge, is in all of us, isn't it? Well, yeah, but there's something about about the, the the two natures you know we look at the two natures of Christ and and actually what we need to focus on is that our our purpose as Christians is to be Christ-like and therefore we should seek to inhabit the characteristics of God and knowing that actually that was God's plan for us was to be made in his image so we look for those things that are of his image and we seek to develop those at the cost of the bits that aren't of God. Um, and sometimes that, that means that we're 
ridiculed. And we saw that, didn't we? We saw Leif Erikson being ridiculed in either the first or the second episode because they were like, hi, you're not a warrior, you're a weed, you know. That's it, yeah. you know. And, but he judged himself by a better standard yeah, or a different, but a better standard, yeah. yeah I'll go with better, standard. that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think and that's the other thing is with this moral relativism thing is actually I do think that, you know, having a morality that seeks to give up power and to serve others and to use our strength in the service of others is better than the Viking morality. And I think yeah, that, well, I, and I think that the It's um, better for me because I don't think I'd want to see all that blood and guts and gore. And I'm gonna repeat my my thing that if you if you're intrigued by what we've said about the Vinland saga, but you have a slightly weak stomach to blood and gore um, just know that you're going to be watching a lot of it through your fingers. I think it's great. It's brilliant. Anyway, so it's on Netflix. Is Vinland Saga. Um, so what? What? Uh, what do you want me to watch next time? Well, last night I watched a program called Consent, which is on the ITV Hub, um, and so I'd like you to watch that. And it 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 was an hour or an hour and a half long, um, and it it was good. And it will be a challenge to talk about it. But it's one of your it was cop good. dramas again, is no, it? No, 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 it's not, no. No, it's it's not a cop drama. And it's as dark as it might sound Ooh, with right. the title Consent. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one to watch. So then uh, next week we'll be talking about Consent and we'll be answering another question that's put to us and we'll be talking about what's in the news. So uh, we'll... We don't know what that is yet, we do don't we? Know what That's the news a good is bit yet. about the news. We don't know what it's going to be. I have prediction, right, yeah, it's going to be more stuff about Matt Hancock and all that stuff, right, and there'll be some kind of drama about Harry and Mary again, something like that. Oh, we're definitely in for some Harry Meghan drama, that's for sure. Oh, I'm, a, I'm allergic to that. It brings yeah, me out I, spots. I, I don't know that it's interesting enough for us to talk about on the podcast. It's just... Oh, anyway, yeah, moving swiftly on from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be like your mate, Piers Morgan, who's just like... Is My he, mate? Is he still obsessed with it? Like, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't watch him. Uh, I don't see him. He, okay. Especially now he's moved to, um, to one of them weird TV channels. Um, I don't watch those. Okay. Right, so we'll uh, see you next time. And don't forget to click subscribe uh, on your thing or follow. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Yes, yeah, I've got the tech working. Yeah, well done, you. So we'll see you next time. (laughs) 